Hi everybody, it's Barry here from Turning the Page and just want to say thank you for joining with me again uh, for another blog post, vlog post or podcast that you might be listening to. Uh, so good to, you know, just have the opportunity to share some ideas and thoughts with you each week. Uh, each night as I'm about to go to sleep, I often pray a simple two-word prayer. And it's very simple. It's these two words. Spirit, come. And I then sort of emotionally see myself being sort of cocooned uh, inside wide and welcoming arms, like a little child that needs some form of deep love and assurance. You know, and I've puzzled over why these two words, um, why these are the two words that I pray. And I think it's the desire to enter my new day with um, the embrace of Spirit, Holy Spirit. And if you want to learn more about by how, how you enter the day by going to sleep, there's a link in the blog post. But I generally drift off in this prayerful embrace. But uh, a few nights ago, <laughs> I met a crocodile. And... Uh, I was going to sleep. Well, I was, I was sort of I was trying to go to sleep, but my heart was had, had some anxiety in it. There were some deep thoughts of worry and fear were bubbling around in it, and that's when I saw this huge crocodile. It was it was a kind of a vision, like a pulling back of the curtain and seeing beyond what beyond what I could normally see, and it was sitting in a swamp, and uh, some way off. And then it saw me and started to turn. And it turned and slowly began crawling towards me. And I just couldn't move, as if I was sort of mesmerised by it. And now it was racing towards me and mud was flying everywhere all over the place. And that large tail was swishing and smashing everything in its path. And I was, I was filled with panic and fear. Like, this was really... Fear, you know, that I was going to be mauled by this huge beast, and I, I cried out, uh, "Jesus, help me!" And in an instant, there was this like a big, strong right foot, boom, right on the crocodile's head, um, pushing it into the mud, and it writhed back and forth, but it just couldn't get free. And meanwhile, that the foot um, remained steady, strong, and seemingly effortless in its action. And I, I looked up to see who this was that was you know, the foot was attached to. And my heart, of course, knew at once that your know, hearts have a way of recognizing true friends. And it was the Christ. And by, by the way, Christ is not a surname. It's a title. It's a, it's a designation. It's a, a certainty. And that actually means to be anointed. And this was the Christ, I think, that John saw possibly when he wrote his revelation. But in my vision... Um, he was tall, uh, thin, uh, had the appearance of what I've seen like in many icons, you know, stoic, authoritative, strong. It was the Christ who had sort of been there, done that. You know, he wasn't all macho and superhero. Like he, he knew his authority without having to parade it. There was a kind of uh, <laughs> uh, Clint Eastwood staunch, uh, go ahead punk crocodile make my day <laughs> type attitude <laughs> and I looked again at the crocodile and it was still writhing and wrestling but the foot just um, kept it there steady and strong firm and weighty 
then I looked at the Christ, at, at Jesus, and he was holding like a scepter in his hand. And it wasn't like a fancy one with gold and diamonds, more it was just a, a plain stick. And it was worn and like ancient old. But it carried this authority, authority that all scepters hold. It was the one, one scepter to rule them all as such. See, Jesus the Christ had won it all. He was not going to allow anything to attack me. All I had to do was cry out. I felt more secure that, that I was known and held and that nothing could consume me. Uh, this was the Christ of the now. Uh, the one who has risen and was ruling. Now, I, I think it's important to take notice of our dreams and visions and revelations. Uh, those moments when seemingly the curtain is pulled back and we get a glimpse into something beyond the here and now. You know, I've not had many experiences as vivid as the crocodile and the Christ. <laughs> I don't have them every night. <laughs> but I've had enough to know that they should be taking notice of, you know, to hold them and listen to the emotional message they carry. And as I reflected on the vision, there were emotional components that needed to be taken deeply. Fear met with overwhelming reassurance. Vulnerability is embraced with being known. Uh, look, and the Bible is full of dreams, visions and revelations. It, it seems to be a method that God uses to cut through the clutter of our rational thinking. You know, starving cows, full cows, uh, fiery wheels, spinning stars, all pointing to a something beyond our this present moment understanding. And, you know, one of my favourites is, is the eye-opening experience of Gehazi, uh, who was a servant of Elisha. And we find it that, in the, I'll just read the story, early in the morning, uh, a servant of the holy man, that's Elisha, got up and went out. Surprise! Horses and chariots surrounding the city. And the young man, Gehazi, um, exclaimed, Master, what shall we do? You know, you can feel the, the panic in him. And uh, Elisha said to him, look, don't worry about it. There are more on our side than on their side. Then Elisha prayed, God, open his eyes and let him see. And then um, the eyes of Gehazi, the young man, were opened and he saw a wonder. The, the whole mountainside full of horses and chariots <coughs> of fire surrounding Elisha. Yeah, it's interesting to note that the name Gehazi means valley of vision. And perhaps his vision was limited to the logic of the known walls, the valley walls. And so many uh, of us are like him. You know, but I wonder what was happening in Gehazi's heart. I suspect that um, emotions of assurance superseded the emotions of fear. Here's a question. Are you more right-brained? Or left-brained you know and we actually need both and there is a whole science about the differences in the left and right brain hemispheres of the brain and you can read more about this a link in the, the blog post but basically uh, the different sides of the brain have different functions and Healthline explains the difference here it is the left brain which is uh, this side okay <laughs> is more verbal analytical orderly than the right brain. It's sometimes called the digital brain 
and it's better at things like reading, writing, and computations. The left brain is also connected to logic, sequencing, linear thinking, mathematics, thinking, and words. The right brain is more visual and intuitive. It is sometimes referred to as the analog brain. It is more of a creative and less organized way of thinking. And the right brain is also connected to imagination, holistic thinking, intuition, arts, rhythm, non-verbal cues, feelings, visualization, and daydreaming. Now, <clears throat> where do you see the expression of dreams, visions, and revelations? Well, I believe it's in the right side of the brain. But which side of the brain is often used to understand dreams, visions, and revelations? The left side. Now look, how many books and sermons have been written to analyze and codify dreams, visions, and revelations in the Bible? You know, oh man, hundreds, eh? Yeah, we try to make a prescription out of a description. You know, we try to make, uh, okay, this has happened, so therefore, this is how we interpret it. This is what's going to do. Now, I'd so love to sit with some of those in the Bible who experience dreams and visions and revelations and go into the right brain experience with them. Now, what happened in you, Gazi, when you saw the chariots of fire? What shifted in your heart? How do you understand God differently now? Look, um, whenever I have a dream like, like that, or a revelation, vision or something like that, I use... Um, a little technique that I picked up, it's called TTAQ, Title, Theme, Affect, Questions. So with T, the first T, the title, always give it a title. It's a, if it's a short story or movie, it deserves a title. The act of choosing a title offers insight into the meaning of your dream. So for my, my one, is Christ and the Crocodile. I don't theme, what is it um, principally about? This is a short phrase that describes the topic. If it was a movie, would it be a thriller, a comedy, a romance? And you ask God to help you identify the overall theme. Then what was the affect? What was the emotional affect expressed in it? What were the feelings uh, felt by the principal character in the story or movie? Were there certain emotions expressed by others? What feelings did you experience when you woke up? Uh, describe the emotional tone or impact of the dream. And then Q for questions. What questions does the story seem to be asking you? Uh, the authors of this technique uh, suggest you listen to the story as if it, if you were a friend asking you a meaningful question. The act of formulating the questions will give you an interpretation. The second thing I would highly recommend to do after TTAQ is simply to sit with the expression and, and be like Mary who treasured up all these things about Christ in her heart. You know, and in that pondering and treasuring, our hearts and minds change and become more and more open to seeing new revelations of Christ, the Christ, in our everyday life. Now here's some quotes for you to consider. The absolute scent of what God does to help us change is to reveal himself to us. Larry Crabb, Connecting. Sleep is God's contrivance for giving us the help he cannot get into us when we are awake. <laughs> I love that.
George MacDonald. Um, if you attend the soul closely enough, with an educated and steadfast imagination, changes take place without being fully aware, be, being aware of them until they are all over and well in place. Thomas More. And causal thinking usually obstructs imaginative reflection. Thomas More. Some questions. What do you do with your dreams, visions and revelations? Number two. A millimetre step is often required to be taken to exp begin exploring your dreams. What would that be for you? Could it be something like keeping a small journal um, near your bed? Number three. What do you pray before going to sleep? How are you entering your new day? Hey, um, thanks for watching or listening <coughs> to what I've shared just done. Now, if you want to email me, I'd love to hear from you. It's barry at turningthepage.co.nz. And just a big shout out and a big thank you to everyone who uh, supports um, what we're doing here on Patreon or otherwise. Uh, if you want to know more about supporting it, uh, come over to turningthepage.co.nz forward slash support. Okay, until next time, may your dreams be a significant part of your life. Bye.